podcast. We are on episode five, and we have a very special guest. Um, this is a long, long life friend, uh, sister, mommy, like mommy friend. Mm-hmm. Now that we both have two toddlers, that's a journey all on its own. Um, and I just want to honor her and shout her out more than anything because I'm so proud of her. I've seen her struggle. I've seen her succeed. I've seen her depend on God like never before. And I am just so honored and grateful to have one of my best friends on episode five of The Risen, Nella Montes. <laughs> I clapped. Sorry. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> It's such an honor to be here. I can't wait to share what, what it is that would add value to your podcast and you know, let's get in and support you. Right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I also know that you have a podcast, but we will get to that at the end so people can find you. Um, you. So before we get into anything, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic. How right. are you? I'm doing great. You good? You happy? This, <laughs> <laughs> yes. As this, con- as this podcast continues to unravel and unfold, um, I get to see God's goodness and his hand, not only on the podcast, but on the people's lives that we get to see where you came from, how you met God, and now what is God's plan for your life mm-hmm. and how we as a community can help make that happen for the kingdom. How can we push that? How we, can we connect? So... Amen. Who were you before God? What did you do? What were your habits? Who was Nella prior to meeting the one and only Jesus? <laughs> well, um, so I was once lost in the world. Um, you know, there, there was a time, I mean, I grew up Christian. Uh, you know, my parents were Catholic at one point. They divorced. Then my mom transitioned to Christianity. And she depended a lot on God during her process of like grieving the divorce and everything. And I saw how that helped her. But along the way, you know, it's just I didn't have my own faith, you know. Um, I was kind of forced into church. And I was, you know, pretty much we all pretty much can share some type of similar Similar. (laughs) similar story. We're going to church. Okay. Yeah, like you're forced. You're kind of blackmailed into it. And I just didn't feel the love of God in that situation. So, you know, naturally over time, I just kind of separated from God, um, Along the way, I got introduced to drugs. I got introduced to, I, I call it now witchcraft, you know, kind of just relying on stones and all this stuff. For, charge for, those. Right, to, you know, to seek some type of joy. And I feel like I've always been in search of joy, but I've always been introduced to the wrong way of, you know, to going about it, it of yeah. having it, right? Um. And so when I lived in Texas, that was, I mean, I, I was born in Miami and then I went to Texas. I went, I moved to Austin, Texas for a couple years. And I feel like in that time, I mean. Were you like in like little, big? Um, I was 19 when I moved to Texas. And you were by yourself? By myself. Okay, girl. I She literally said, just said, peace out, Girl Scout. Yeah. And I went, <laughs> I went by myself <laughs> to Texas. And that was, that was probably the beginning of when God was like really, teaching me things, but I didn't even recognize that it was God teaching me anything because that was me facing myself, my own demons. Like that was me kind of just suffering by myself. And I really, I understood then, or I understood now what I didn't know then, but I, I recognized that God was putting me in a position of like separation. Yeah. Like he was allowing me to be separated so he can teach me things about myself and how to overcome certain things. And, Absolutely. you know, that was actually the time of my life where I was in most search of a God, you know, that was, so just for 
uh, like timestamp, right? Like I was pretty much a believer, so to speak, kind of not really until you believed I was in about, something. I mean, I believed because my parents told me I had to believe, right? right? <laughs> until it. I was about 15, from 15 to 19, I was a full blown atheist. And then when and I what was, was that like, let's pause there. What was that like? What is the, like, when you say I'm a full-blown atheist, like, you don't believe in anything. Nothing. Like, I didn't believe in anything. Like, it's just Nella out here, me, myself, and I. Yep. Nobody's looking out for me. I seriously, I, I can't, I mean, honestly, it's just like, that time of my life became, like, it's, it's so buried in the past, and I don't yeah. even think about it, that I can't even really explain what I believed in, but I just didn't have any faith. I didn't mm -hmm. think there was a God. And if there was a God, then he's not as big as people think like, he where, is. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just in the most, like, egoistic, prideful time of my life because I was just like, well, I worship myself. You get me? Like, right. I am... We'll do what Nella wants. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to manifest whatever I want. And everything that comes about, anything that comes out of my life is because of my doing. Oops. Uh, because of my own doing, you know? So that was just um, a very odd time in my life because like I was in search of a higher purpose but mm -hmm. I didn't believe that there in, was yeah that that even existed so it was just a very bleak very bland time of my life and in that time like I dated a few people few people I mean over the span of four years I dated a few people and that just shows that I had a lack of identity a lack of self-confidence and you know I didn't choose the right people so in that time as well like I was in abusive relationships right. you know I had a an ex that would beat me, you yeah, know what I'm saying? That, so like, that's what I'm saying. Like the other other girls are in that same situation, like right now, you know, right. in relationships that they lack identity, that they lack love and peace and joy, and yep. in a union that was so uh, that was created to be like a safe place, a home, right. a, a, a unity, mm -hmm. a unit, you know, a ministry, a ministry, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Your family is your first ministry, and once you become once you get into a relationship, the goal is marriage. So mm -hmm. when you say like you were in this in these relationships that you lacked identity, that you were you know lost. So when you went to Texas at nineteen, when you were like, okay, I'm done here. Like mm -hmm. this, it it's it's not it for me. Yep. Um, when you went to Texas, like what did you find? What did you discover? So I actually moved to Texas initially for the purpose of running away. Got that. Right? And Heard. then I quickly learned <laughs> that you can't really run away from what's inside of you. Can't outrun myself. Exactly. No, literally. So, um, so, I mean, when I was in Texas, I mean, I got introduced to people and friends that Austin, Texas is a very hippie place, right? So everybody there does yoga. Everybody there has prayer beads. They Charges all, their rocks. They all charge their rocks. You know, they, they all, like, ha like we, we would have get-togethers and like hangout spots at stone shops where we would kind of like feel the energy of these stones and it was just um honestly Very vibey. It, it, yeah it's it's you know it's funny because like I don't believe in any of that now and if I did believe in like energy stones and all that stuff I mean all I can say is that like God is the one that charges the stone so if you want the source of that power you're gonna have to go to the source right right um but, I mean, in that time, that was just the most lost time of my life. Right. And I really feel like that was, the, that was kind of like the pivotal moment of my life because I really felt like at that time I realized, like, I, I came face to face with the reality that I'm never going to achieve anything bigger unless I start getting to the source, right? And so I start sourcing my energy and my purpose from something higher than myself. Right. So 
at that moment, I kind of pivoted from being an atheist to being, okay, well, maybe there's something, right. you know, like, I failed at so many things, and there people that are the most successful actually believe in something, so there has to be a connection there, like, success right. leaves clues, you know, and those clues are that there's something higher that's, yeah, that's guiding calling. you, and yeah. right, right, so... So whatever. So I was there until I was about 22. Okay. I moved uh, back to Florida and, you know, I started pursuing, I, I was trying to finish my college degree at FIU. And in that time, actually, like I failed the class, I got delayed. It's just to keep it short, basically my time when I get, when I came back from Texas all the way through when I had an encounter with God the first time, um, it was just bleak, right? Like I moved back and I was in high, I was, I had a lot of debt, right, because um, I spent my summer in New York just doing a bunch of drugs, blowing all my money, and, you know, I just, I, I had a lot of debt, and so I spent Girl, my please, <laughs> even people that don't do that, they right. got a lot of debt. No, yeah, 100%. <laughs> so, like, that so, was just a time in your life that you're like, yo, like, I was searching. Um, yeah, like, what, what is there out here? How can so I searching. find it? <laughs> and I think that there's such a negative connotation sometimes on that season of people's lives right mm -hmm. where you're lost you know but like how much more purpose in your life right mm -hmm. and this is for for certain people because there's people that believe ever since they're little and they don't have like they don't steer away or they don't have, but they have other obstacles that Jesus brings them out of and they show that over and over and over again mm -hmm. so I want to kind of just like uh kind of highlight or kind of go deeper in the sense of like Man, there's girls and there's women and there's moms, you know, moms out here that are raising the next generation that feel ashamed of what you've been through, right? Like feel ashamed of like, oh, I have so much debt or I've done drugs or I've done this and I've done that. But how much more fruitful, how much more sweet is it to now find the presence? A hundred percent, like so <laughs> much sweeter. And I'll tell you this, like something that I've learned is that Anything that you go through in life, like for me, for instance, um, I suffered with addiction, right? A lot of different types of addiction. God has saved me and healed me in many different areas, but the spirit of addiction is still, you know, like it, it's not until you actually cast it out and you actually get delivered from it that it stops getting manifested in your life. Right. Because there's addictions to pornography. There's addictions to substances, addictions to gluttony, you know, like Anything. overeating, over consuming. So essentially, you know, I feel as if like, this is something I learned in my walk is that anything that God rescues you out of, that is the area that you're called and anointed to speak on. So I can't possibly speak on addiction unless I've been through addiction. That's right. why everybody has a unique purpose. Everybody has a calling. Everybody has a unique experience where they actually have authority in that situation. Absolutely. They can go and speak to those that are lost. Absolutely. I was also, actually, this is another thing, um, there was a time in my life where I lacked identity. Right. And that went as far as my relationships in terms of, like, the guys that I dated, right? Mm -hmm. um, but it also went into thinking that I was, you know, homosexual. Right. And there were times where I was so confused and I was so lost. And even after getting saved, I was even more attacked with that lack of identity. Um, and it's interesting because God was trying to, ex ex you know, teach me in that time that, first of all, 
you know, that topic is so big. It's such a big controversial subject. But the reality is that there is a real enemy that's trying to stop the production of people, (laughs) the reproduction of people. He's trying to confuse a nation, trying to let, you know, confuse them into thinking that they're not who God says they are. They can choose whoever they want to be with. Right. And although that is kind of true, yes, you do have a choice in your partner. The reality is that when it comes to your gender, your sexual it. preference yeah. i mean anything that goes contrary to god's word anything contrary to god's word is a lie you know and it's intended to keep you from what god is calling you to and so fun. like the enemy wanted me to think that i was meant to be with women but in reality i want to be a mom i want to be a wife i want a family and i can't have that naturally biologically if i am with a woman and right. so that was just um there, there were a lot of lessons that i learned in that time but I can't speak on that, and I'm not able to have authority in that in that area unless I had experience in that area. Right. And so I I find that when people, especially Christians, we talk about homosexuality, about lack of identity. I mean, we come off as very judgmental because oh, you just want you just want to control, control us, yeah. you know, and you just don't. You, you As if we also haven't saying, struggled. <laughs> no, yeah. And, you there, know? you know, a lot of people's connotation is that Christians are very judgmental and that we, um, you know, try to stop their freedom of, you know, free will, free will. and everything. Yeah. But the reality is that it, it hits much different and it's much more powerful when you actually had that experience. When you were in that situation mm-hmm. and God rescued you from it, like you had a different perspective. You you were lost. You yeah. couldn't see and now you can see. Now you see it differently. It's different. I Be- have a very similar um, <clears throat> kind of testimony, right? Like mm-hmm. that's the point of the risen. It's to share our testimony. testimony. So when I was 15 and I was sexually abused, uh, there was a season after that that I thought I liked girls. I was with girls and I did all these things. And I was like, man, God also rescued me and showed me truth because there is something about this. There is something about the testimony. In the book of Revelation, chapter 12, verse 11, it says that we overcame by the blood of the lamb and our Mm -hmm. testimony. And the more that we continue to share on our hardships, on our darkness, because everybody has darkness. Mm -hmm. I don't care how deep your closet is or how shallow it is. You have a closet and it is dark in there. And the moment that we can shine a light on that is the moment that we, one, are freed, Mm -hmm. right? Because now somebody can come up to me or somebody can come up to you and talk to you or dangle addiction or dangle this and the enemy can try all he wants, but it's going to be very different. Like it's a very different encounter and there's a very a very different confidence in mm-hmm. you because it's it's confidence you know what i mean like that's yeah. confidence like it's not even about me you know yeah. so bc right before christ for I me and for you <laughs> bc yeah. like i was also tried with my identity i didn't mm-hmm. know who i was i was in i wasn't in many relationships but in the ones that i was in for a long time much longer than i should have ever stayed in relationships because I lacked my identity. I lacked the fact that, hey, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You know what I'm saying? Let me tell you that I I can shine a light on that too, because this is another thing that God taught me with regard to lack of identity and a lack of manhood, like kingdom men. Yeah. A lot of women, I don't know the statistic off the top of my head, but I'm going to go as far as saying like at least 40% of women are sexually abused when they're kids. Oh, honey, one in four. One in four. four. Okay, so 25%. One in five 
boys. Right, exactly. So a lot of people by somebody they know. A lot exactly. A lot of people are sexually abused when they're children Absolutely. and the majority of the time it's actually by men. Yeah. And those are men that are lost in the world, not kingdom men. Also abused. Or or pretend to be very religious and put the name of God over themselves like in reality, they are not in relationship with, with God. God. And because of that, they put a bad name to God. But the fact is that these men that are lost in the world, right, or lost in the lies of the enemies and the enemy, they abuse these women. And these women grow up thinking that they have this scar or carrying this scar over themselves. Right. And then it messes with their identity in other it's relationships. A That's a it's seed. A seed. As a child, it's a spirit. It's a spirit that just and manifests. Bears, yeah, you know? and bears fruit. And it, brings, it brings toxic fruit. And yeah. so they grow up losing their identity, not knowing who they are in Christ. People like you and me that have messed around with the same gender, right? Right. And then, you know, Which, and so on. It, it goes, it goes very deep, deep right. you know? So that was Nella B.C., Right? How did Nella meet C? You know what I'm saying? How did you meet Christ? That is so funny. <laughs> um, well, actually, it was... Or how did he meet you? Um, so, okay, so I had felt like there was a calling over me, but I just ignored it. And if I did seek it, I was trying to seek it in the wrong places. And right? I said, God's calling, sent a voicemail. Mm-hmm, right. And actually, I'm pretty sure I had family kind of pray for me, but they didn't pray over me. So right. I didn't really feel the love. But the fact is, that I did feel God's love because there was a time that I was, I was in a very, very dark place of my life. Yeah. I had just gotten fired from my job. And at that point, I was, like, idolizing money. Like, I really thought that the amount of money that I had in my bank account directly related to Your my work. level of importance. You get me? So um, so I was just in a very weird, dark place in my life. Um, and then I started having these dreams. That these dreams, it was almost like an echoing voice. I was just like, no Jesus. No Jesus. Like, K-N-O-W, no Jesus. And I was like, but what does that mean? What does that mean? So I started asking questions, and I think that begins the relationship with God, you know, like where he reaches out to you, and then you start asking in return, like you're showing interest, you know, you're you're having a conversation. And so I I started asking in my dreams, and then in out of, you know, like like when I would wake up, when I would wake up, I'd be so just amazed and mind you this was a time of my life where I didn't have a job and um at this point I was in a break from school so I was like mega bored you get yeah, me like, like I was like nothing. I had nothing it mm-hmm. was just me and my four walls yeah and, and no baby um, and no baby right it, so I, it. it was like pre-v yeah pre-vincent, pre-vincent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and so whatever so I literally googled right I was like who is Jesus? And so I started being led into like Bible verses in the gospel. And I was just like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to open my Bible. So I downloaded the app and I started reading in the gospels, but I was still confused, right? Because right. obviously at that time I didn't have the revelation on how to read the word. And so I just, I actually started taking action on the dreams. The dreams were so persistent. It was literally like every single night for like two weeks straight. It was no Jesus. Get to know Jesus. No Jesus. He'll save you. No Jesus. You know, it was so yeah, persistent. Beautiful. I was like, all right, well. Got to be with like signs like. 
It's almost like, you know, please similar, come. Similar, <laughs> please. This is the way. Come and see. No, come. but seriously, it's almost like, you know, if you have a recurring nightmare, you're going to Google it. You're yeah. going to Google, like, what, what does, does this mean? <laughs> Eaten by alligator. What does this mean? Girl, you just hit it on the spot. That's literally my nightmares. Yeah. But, um, but whatever. The fact is that, you know, like, I took action on what the dreams were saying. I was led into a couple sermons. You know, I saw a couple sermons by Michael Todd, and I saw a couple sermons by... Um, Sarah Jakes Parker I opened the word and like as they were preaching I was opening the word and I was like following along and gaining perspective and basically the day that I opened my bible I never put it back down like it was just like I opened it and I was just like "Hmm, what is this what is this it was almost like I was doing a research paper yeah and those two weeks that I was like not in school I spent the entire two weeks reading the word and by the end of the four uh 14 days, right? At the end of the two weeks, um, I had heard from God. Like, it was like an actual encounter Encounter. with God where God was like, all right, in this season, I ripped you out of your job because your idol was money. Mm. So now your task is to get to know me. And I'm like, but God, like, I have to work. I have to get a job. And he was like, yeah, these bills. And he's just like, all right, your job is to get to know me. Mm -hmm. And so long story short, that turned into two years of no job. Every job I applied for, I got rejected from. Every job I try, I interviewed from, I got rejected. I, uh, like basically for, for like a whole six, seven months, it was nonstop applying for work. Yeah. Even in the same job that I had before, I worked at T-Mobile, dude. It's really not that hard to get, <laughs> to get a job so at T-Mobile. Phone. I, I literally, I interviewed at 20 different stores three different types of T-Mobiles. It was corporate and two different types of third-party retailers. Um, Did I lose my skill of losing phones? No. And also, I had very, very high references, but the problem is that I was disobeying God. God was like, I'm going to show you that, you know, I'm putting roadblocks on you because you're not listening. And so I finally submitted. I spent those two years kind of just zoned into God I graduated in those two years. In that time, I um, I learned so much about God. Like I I experienced the literal transformation yeah. of what the Word of God does to you. And I had heard so much from God that like it, it completely restored my faith. Absolutely. So that that was and basically. And those two years, how did those bills get paid? By supernatural means, mommy. Like, talk to me. Talk to me. That that was. That's the, the faith time. that I want people to hear. Like, oh my god! Let me tell you. Talk to me. This the goodies. <laughs> let me tell you what I've been recently learning. Right. So um so recently I've been having these dreams and these this vision that God is showing me like you're gonna lay hands on people not like this but like, yeah hands to that's heal. The, that's BC. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna lay hands and heal people and and I want you to be like a. Uh, miracle worker you get me and I doubt I doubted God and God was like see here's the problem you've experienced me as your provider you've experienced me as your redeemer as your savior but you have not experienced me experienced me as your healer you get me so you know so recently I went through a whole series with God where Mm -hmm. like you know I was called to get delivered from the spirit of addiction and um and I see, I see the the remnant of it. You get me? Like I see the the after effect of that. Like I'm Little not, crumbs. I'm not addicted to anything anymore. Not even coffee. Like I have coffee because I want right. the taste, not because I need, I need it. it. I need yeah. it for energy. You know? Like I, so, 
basically, so right now I'm in the, a new, fresh journey yeah. of experiencing God as my healer. And isn't that beautiful? Like, yeah. at one point, I feel like so many people, at least for me, prior to me embarking on the journey myself, mm-hmm. I thought like, okay, you meet Jesus, and we're good to go straight out the door, saved forever. No, you no. literally have a target on your back. Yeah. No, not <laughs> only that, like, now you accepted to get in the car, like, with Jesus driving, you know what I'm saying? Like now you go to where he says, you're mm-hmm. please do not backseat drive Jesus. You know what I mean? Like and Jesus I didn't take un- the wheel. Yeah, Jesus take the wheel. I didn't understand that process of sanctification before I embarked on the journey. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that so many people fail to realize that just because I'm I'm lacking in this area, like maybe God just hasn't gotten there yet. You know, I can't see myself in that area just yet. I'm working on this specific journey. Like, don't overwhelm yourself with the fact that I need to fix this and I have this and I need this. And like, God's going to get to every single area of your life that you are willing to surrender. Mm -hmm. Also, the the blessing is carried by your obedience. Absolutely. He's not going to bless an area and not give you, he's not going to bless or or bring abundance to an area that you're not willing to surrender and that you're not willing to obey. Yeah. It says in the word that that your obedience is more important to him than your sacrifice. No, 100%. Yeah. Your obedience, your heart is your sacrifice. Yeah. Thank you. I love yeah. that. I love that you said that. Because that's the only thing, tangible thing that you can't give God. And that's the only thing that's like buried on Holds the inside of you. all of like the little secrets that you... Yeah. Like for me, right? I'm going to expose myself because I understand that in the book of James, it says that we confess our sins to one another and you pray for one another. Mm-hmm. And then... You will be healed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, my thing is like, bro, I like binge McDonald's ice cream at, when I finish working. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I say that out loud, not only to hold myself accountable, but to also, like, now we're going to see God move. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Now is when we see the faithfulness of me and the faithfulness of him. I told him, I can't do this, sir. I can't be leaving my job at 10 p.m. and running to McDonald's drive through to buy a McFlurry. And it's something, like you said, like, it's something that, like, you just age, like, I need it. And that's... It becomes an idol. Exactly. And God hates And you have idols. to break, exactly, <laughs> you have to break it. That's yeah. stopping me from a, from the next level in a certain area. And I say those things because I, I understand that this is a process. I'm mm-hmm. not ashamed of where I'm at right now. I'm not ashamed. And I don't think anybody listening or watching should also be ashamed of where they are right now with the understanding that there is surrender. With the understanding that this is now the journey I'm embarking in, there's sanctification, and then there's the next journey with the next sense of it. It's like I mean, never you have ending. to go through fire to be sanctified. I literally you made know? a post on that the other day. Like, yeah, you, I have you. You have to. I mean, that's first of all how diamonds are made. Number two, I've never seen. I've never seen anybody want a rock more than they want a diamond. There's there's several Bible verses that reference like being put in the furnace, like yeah. being under fire, and then being purified and sanctified to be able to receive from God. Absolutely, absolutely. Not so, just receive. I mean, it's not like a transaction. It's, you know, both because He receives uh, our surrender. He receives that part of us. He that gives he didn't, even if we don't get sanctified. That's how good He is. I know, bro. And sometimes I'm like, oh my God, Kevina. Like I'm I literally <laughs> looking at God, like, please don't look at me right now like no but see that's the thing whenever we sin or whenever we do something shameful we're like i've learned to run to god instead of away from him and it's funny because i recently you know have done stuff stuff you know like said certain things and maybe misrepresented or whatever it is but the fact is that i felt so embarrassed and instead of being like oh whatever like this doesn't work instead i was like all right father 
you get it. Like you see me, you see me trying, you see my yeah. heart is in the right place. And forgive me, you know, I repent. You and know? just teach me. Yeah, just teach me. Yeah. He's rabbi, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Teacher. And I think that that's the beautiful part of that relationship where, yeah. hey, I messed this up. I thought it was like this. Like, what is it really? Let's you know look what? in the word. Let's, let's dig deep. Let's the word, yes. The that's word. Number that's one. the biggest encyclopedia. All uh -huh. the answers are it's in It's the source of literally everything. Every self-help. You know what's crazy? Every self-help book I have ever read was just surface level. Bible. But it all well, surface references. Level Bible. <laughs> yeah, literally. It's, it references things that you learn in the word of God. The only difference is that in self-help books, you're being told you, you. have to control your emotions. Mm -hmm. You have to do the literal impossible. And then the Bible is like, no, but no, 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 but rely on me. Right. Because I am your redeemer. I am your savior. Counselor, I am everything. the one that is going to carry you through. And it says the Lord goes before you. Like he fights the battles on your behalf. And by the time that you gear up with the armor of God and you show up to the battlefield, it is finished. Mm -hmm. It is won. The victory <laughs> is yours. <laughs> you're, the victory yeah. is yours. All you have to do is just show up, you yeah. know, and in showing up, you're proving to trust God. But the last thing I want to say is that when it comes to like overcoming things in your life, um, there's power in the a lifestyle of prayer, fasting, and giving. And I did a post about this recently, but the power of prayer, right, is that you're overcoming um, greed and you're overcoming, no, not greed, you're overcoming uh, pride right. because you're, you're doing what your flesh doesn't want to do. You know, you're overcoming that pride part where you're admitting that you're wrong. Right. You know, Humility. and you're getting used to being humble. You know, you're cultivating that skill. So that's the uh, a lifestyle of prayer, a prayer, a lifestyle of fasting gears up your motors to be trained against um temptation right so fleshly desires fleshly desires when you suppress when you get used to and have a lifestyle of suppressing your flesh of its desires right sexual immorality overeating over consuming being too lazy to pray or to read the word but instead you watch netflix yeah, like scrolling Yeah, and, and so on. The, the list yes, is on. forever, yeah. you know? But a, a lifestyle of fasting prepares you for temptation. Right. You know? And when you have that lifestyle of fasting, you recognize the temptation. You're like, you know what? I went a whole week without eating. Like, I am I'm good. I'm good, dude. I'm good. <laughs> Try again. And then the, yeah. the lifestyle of giving. Uh, giving overcomes greed because you understand that everything you have is not your own. It is because God gave it to you. Absolutely. You know? And most people think, no, but, you know, especially people in the world, they're like, no, 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 but I worked for this and I did overtime for this money. It's like, yeah, but who gave you breath in the morning? You yeah. Know? Like, like, who got you safely yeah, to wait. your job? <laughs> like, the for Lord real. did. For you know? real. So, and I think that that's a very big pivotal point, right? Mm -hmm. In your relationship with God, once you truly understand the point of surrender, like mm -hmm. when you give your life to Jesus, it's in the saying, like give your life to Jesus, yep. <laughs> whatever it is that you want, whatever it is that you like, whatever it is that once held you bondage. Let's not forget that we used to like things that didn't like us back. <laughs> like we used to hold on to things that were literally killing us. The wages of sin or death. I know, just I know, I know. So now that we encountered God, meet C, right? Uh -huh. um, what is your new <laughs> God-given... <laughs> exactly. What is your new God-given assignment? What is the new... Um, the new garment, 
right? Because I feel like the world at one point, and I say this in, in every episode, like the world at one point told us who I told us who we were. We found our identity by our surroundings, by our environment, how we were mm -hmm. raised, our parents, our friends, etc. The list goes on. Mm -hmm. um, but now when you encounter the living God, living God, mm -hmm. you get a new assignment. You get a new calling, a new life. You are born again. Mm -hmm. So I want to know what God has for you. Um, well, that's, it's interesting because in every season, I feel like there's a different calling, mm -hmm. right? He calls you into this place and then you're, you're meant to be a vessel there. And then he calls you into more. Right. And the calling kind of just changes it from develops. here to there. It develops and it cultivates. But for right now, I really feel like God is putting me through a season or I went through a season of him teaching me that he's the provider. Right. Now he's teaching me that he's a good business partner and that through him, my testimony of my financial abundance will definitely shock a lot of people, yeah, you know, because absolutely. where we live in a world where people think that they have to overwork and kill themselves, you know, like and in their job, uh, trying to make money. Instead, I'm sacrificing that and giving that to God and saying, you know what, I'm going to put you first. Seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be added on to you. I'm going to put you first. I'm going to read the word. I'm going to spend time in prayer. I'm going to fast. I'm going to give. I'm going to do everything on the contrary to what I've been doing. Right. And suddenly I will walk into a room and there will be somebody willing to do business with me right. or somebody willing to mentor me. And that's exactly what's been happening. I mean, I recently joined this academy that's teaching me the skills that I have been trying to learn by myself, but instead God positioned me in a, in a place where now I have community. Absolutely. Now I have people helping me and mentoring me along the way so that we can work together Right. And then also a position of speaking, like a position of authority where like I get to talk on certain subjects that first of all are controversial. I love that. Right. And number two, that, you know, give room, make room for people to listen and be able to be transformed and get to know who this God is. Right. That this isn't a religion. This is a relationship. Yeah. And, and you know, the same way that yeah. people are shocked when I tell them I went two years without income and they were like, okay, I've been struggling for the last two weeks. How'd you do it? And I'm like, I didn't do it. Right. I just spent time in the word and everything else was given on, like added, added on, on to me. me. You know, I, I That's learned such skills. Like a hard things for people to wrap their heads around. If yep. they haven't experienced that or, or surrendered that part of themselves. No. And that was the worst. That was the hardest thing for me to sacrifice because oh, like I said, money was my idol. Yeah. Like my work ethic is like, I'm a, I'm a workaholic, Unmatched. you know, I'm a workaholic. But people also become addicted to working. Work. Yeah. And that's another thing I learned that when you don't rest, yep. I mean, it's not like you oversleep and you overindulge, yeah, and that's like, you know, you wake up late and everything. <laughs> you have to be disciplined. But at the same time, if you don't rest, then you're not proving that you actually trust, trust God, God, that he's working in the background, that everything you did up until let, let's say 6 p.m., is being worked. There's analytics being built. There's yeah. there's an audience the being scenes. reached behind the scenes, right? So yeah. before before I start my work day, I mean now I run a couple e-commerce stores, and I'm also learning how to trade. So like I'm I'm learning the skill sets of how to make money work for me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then also running a podcast. So essentially, like everything is kind of gonna come together. I just don't know how, but I trust that what I'm doing now is what God wants me to do. Absolutely. And the reason why I'm so confident in how I manage my work day is because I wake up in the morning, whether I wake up late or wake up on four o'clock in yeah. the morning, either way, I spend the first hour with God. You know, I read the word, I pray and I'm like, you know what, father, 
this is your business. You are my 50% partner, so you tell me what you want me to do today. And then based on what I feel led to do, I work on that and I know and trust and believe that I'm not going to work on that until midnight, you know, because I trust and believe that what he led me to in that moment is going to be growing yeah. and there's an odd, there's analytics being built in the background while I'm resting, while yeah. I'm being when with my son. When you plant a seed, yeah. it doesn't grow, you don't harvest the same day. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? There's, even in that process, God is working, you yeah. know, there's water being being brought sunlight cultivation like yeah. we have to and rest is worship it really is <laughs> rest is also worship it's 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 letting god know like i know you got it so i'm you gonna know, take a nap when elijah yeah. was about to quit he said here's this little snacky and take a nappy when you wake up we'll be <laughs> fine we'll That's be so fine i read i saw i saw this tiktok that there was this girl that was like um well i read in the word that whenever Jesus was in the storm. He took a nap. And when this person was <laughs> overwhelmed, I mean, uh, Daniel in the lion's den, he took a nap. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to nap. Yeah. <laughs> I, it know, just but, it seems like the most, you know, logical thing to do. Yeah. No, uh, but I mean, some to put it in perspective in terms of like waiting and harvesting and all this stuff, I, I look at it and God revealed it to me that it's it's like the seasons. The, the earthly, year. The earthly seasons. Right. Let's begin with winter. Winter is the hardship season. That's where you're facing a lot of storms, a lot of setbacks, a lot of things that yeah. are kind of just molding Your trees are character dry. developing, you know, their character molding. So that's the winter season. It's rough. Then comes the spring. spring, right? Spring is when you start planting your seeds and it's nice. The soil, you know, it's so you're able to water those seeds mm -hmm. then comes summer summer is like the time when you have to protect those seeds because there will be bugs like there'll be roots sprouting but there's going to be bugs that want to come and like and eat it yeah. you know make their home in your your crops and then comes harvest season the fall that's when everything that you have been planting and taking care of and protecting, protecting that is when it's time for you to reap it right and what's interesting is that if you don't plant and if you don't protect, you're not going to reap. You're not going to reap. Yeah. Or whatever you do plant, because we're always planting, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Whether good or bad, whether yep. um, if we plant anger, we can't get angry when we harvest anger. You if know we what I mean? harbor resentment, if we yeah. don't forgive, if we tell people awful things, talk bad about people, right. complain all the time, those, I mean, we're not going to have anything for harvest. Or, or you're going to harvest just that. And not to mention that <laughs> the same way that spring, summer, winter, fall, like everything, all these seasons right. are months long. Mm -hmm. Don't be surprised if, you know, sometimes we're waiting on God, but other times he's waiting on, on us. us. So God is like, I'm going to keep you in this spring season for a whole two years if I have to. Yeah, I'm going to keep you in a winter season for two years. Sometimes it's okay. However, however long that you take to obey me. Right. I'm, it's on you. At yeah. the end of the day, this journey with you and God, he does his part. But like the question is, are we doing ours? hundred percent. Like, yeah. are we doing ours? And there, I know yeah. for me, there's many times I, I don't. There's many times that I want to push it off. There's many times that I don't understand. Um, but I'm so grateful that we are able to have these conversations because that's what this is about. This is about showing people that our darkness, it doesn't take us out. Mm -hmm. Our darkness is what gives God the opportunity to shine a light for yeah. his glory. And that's all I'm after because... I, I would not be here. I should not be here. Should you be here? 
Right. I, it's I mean, normal. For me, it's normal for us to feel discouraged and whatever, yeah. and be challenged along Absolutely. the way because obviously thieves don't try to break into an empty house. Mm -hmm. You get me? So there's something inside of us that the enemy wants to distract us from, but it's normal. God expects us to get derailed, confused, lost yeah, along the way. Yeah, that's how we find him. As long as we keep our eyes on the prize, which is Jesus, right? As long as we just keep seeking him. And if I make a mistake, if I get distracted, Absolutely. if I fall back into something that he saved me from already, okay, am I going to stay there? Or am I going to say, you know what, God, I get it. This is why up. I need you. Yeah, <laughs> This absolutely. is why I need you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So now that we know that you are helping people start their e-commerce stores, you have your own e-commerce store. Um, you also have a podcast named A Purpose People where people mm -hmm. can go there and just really fill themselves up with the word, with the spirit, who God is. Um, where can people find you? How can people connect with you um, that also have a similar purpose or maybe want to start an e-commerce store or, you know, start planting their seeds so that mm -hmm. when harvest does come, there is fresh fruit, there is fresh crops, you know, whether it be in their finances or whether it be in their spirit, you know, where can people find and connect with you? So my personal page is at Nella's Mind. Mm -hmm. um, that's pretty much my at for everything, everything. Mm -hmm. and uh from my personal page i mean i have a link tree where you know everything else i'm working on is kind of under that um and then my podcast page is a purposed people so at a purposed people that's all throughout tiktok um youtube instagram like yeah. everything all, all the social media platforms they can yeah, find you keep at. it simple just the yeah. same url everywhere. <laughs> for everything i know yeah. that's how i feel with the risen pod right i have yeah. it everywhere mm -hmm. um but uh, at nella's mind that's, but like, that's the best that's the easiest place just right, instagram at, because that's where first everything of all, i market everything out. i talk about everything and also that's where i link everything so okay that's perfect where, that's where i would say starting point. <laughs> <laughs> so um thank you guys so much for listening thank you guys so much for watching before we go ahead and end this episode i want to pray for nella I want to pray for her businesses. I want to pray for her fruition and her provision of God in this season. Yes, so, Father God, right now, I pray for Nella and her mind and her body and her soul. Father God, I pray that you continue to protect her and provide for her, Father God, that you continue to show her every step of the way that you are there with her and that you go before her. I pray for her businesses, Father God. I pray for provision and abundance. I pray for her family. I pray for her son, Vincent, Father God, that he may grow up and be the best man of God because he has the best mom. Mm -hmm. Um, showing him the way, Father God. Thank you for everything that you're doing. Thank you for the podcast. Thank you for her podcast, for my podcast, for the team. I ask that everybody be blessed um, and we continue to seek you in every single season. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen and Thank amen. Thank you. <laughs>